Our text today is going to come from the book of Acts. We'll be in Acts chapter 6. We're reading verses uh, 1 through 7 of Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now, during those days, when the disciples were increasing in number, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the twelve called together the whole community of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should neglect the word of God in order to wait tables. Therefore, friends, select from among yourselves seven men of good standing, full of spirit and of wisdom, in whom we may anoint this task, while we, for our part, will devote ourselves to prayer and serving the word. When they said this, it pleased the whole community. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timian, Perneus, and Nicholas, a prophetite of Antioch. The, they had these men stand before the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. The word of God continued to spread. The number of disciples increased greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I love a good podcast. Now, being the tremendous nerd that I am, that shouldn't surprise any of you. I, but I, I just love, I love all kind of podcasts. I, I, I like sports when I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I, I listen to a lot of, um, I'm a, Lord, I can't believe I'm a, a lot of Star Wars podcasts because once again, I'm just a tremendous nerd. But the kind of podcasts I really like are the ones that can take a really big, complicated subject and make it easy to understand. I don't want to say dumb it down, but kind of, kind of take a concept that I may know nothing about and explain it in a way that makes sense to me and that I feel like I'll learn something. Like I like the ones that really take these big huge concepts or concepts that are just completely unknown and make it approachable. Um, I've listened to the one, one the other day about cryptocurrency, you know, Bitcoin, all that mess. It's all, I like, it's all a pyramid scheme. That, it's just a pyramid scheme with, with .com attached to it. So I listen to a podcast. Yeah, and it's a pyramid scheme with .com attached to it. But I now feel like I understand it a little better. I don't know what an NFT is. I have no idea. I don't think those are real. I think they're just made up and people are charging money for them is what I think. So anyway, not that that matters, but I've been listening to these things because I have no clue how any of that works. So I like the ones that take these things and make it where I can understand it. I like to listen to friends of mine's sermons. I like to listen to, there was a great podcast last year called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill about a church and its struggles. Just, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But perhaps my favorite podcast that I like is from a... Um, it's from a, it's an overarching, what I call, stuff universe. There used to be an old website called How Stuff Works. And it was just a website that you could go to online, and you could look up anything, and it would tell you how it worked. And that website launched a bunch of podcasts that are still around. You have Stuff You Should Know, which is their most famous one and the most popular one. It's always in the top 10 of podcasts. They have Stuff You Missed in History Class, Stuff Your Mother Never Told You, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, like all these different types of podcasts around that. But I really like Stuff, stuff You Should Know because that's the one that really takes cryptocurrency and makes it make sense. But then they'll take one on how pizza works. And I'm like, so they'll take big concepts, make it easy to understand, 
and then small concepts and show you the complexity of it. So I, I always feel like I learned something, and, and I like when I'm on the treadmill or walking to listen to something that makes me feel engaged. I, I just enjoy that. So stuff you should know. That's a old website, and, and really launched all these podcasts. We are starting today our Stewardship Month, and you've already heard a wonderful testimony from Kay about why it is that she serves and why she's a good steward in the church. And usually, since I've been in this church, we've always taken our stewardship approach in this mindset, very motivational. We need you to give. We need you to plug in. We need you to serve. You can do it. It's easy to do. Here's how you do it. But like trying to motivate you and get you fired up and getting you wanting to do it. And that, that's good. Motivation's good. I, I love motivation. We've taken these stewardship moments in these stewardship series to be very motivational. But this year, as we thought about all of this, we thought we'd shift our tone and shift our intent a little bit. And we decided we're going to go less motivational and more educational. And here's why. We're a radically different church post-COVID than we were pre-COVID. You may look around the sanctuary right now and say, hey, I don't know half of y'all. We got a bunch of new people in this church. And so for me, when I say, hey, don't forget birthday, Christ, birthday gift for Christ is coming soon. Those who have been here forever go, oh, yeah, birthday gift. For those of you that are new, you're like, wait, what? What is that? We have a, for many of us, this may be the first normal St. Matthew's year you've ever lived through. So I felt like when we do our stewardship this year, we need to be a little bit more educational. We need to talk about what it is we do. How do we do it? Why do we do it? Why should you do it? Where should you find your part? Where is your place in all this? So we're going to be very, like I said, very educational this year in our stewardship times. So other than that, today is the first one, and I want to talk about how stuff works, how it is we do things here at this church. Like we talked earlier, we had a big event this weekend, and how do we make that happen? Or we mentioned earlier, we have Fall Fest coming up very soon. We have all these Wednesday Night Live goes on every week. How do we make these things happen? I want, how does it work? How, how do things work here at church? I want to explain to you how we pull these events off. Um, in the back back here, um, we have a little cage. And inside this cage is where we keep our church fairy. Church fairy, she lives back there. And what we do is when we have a big event, we, we bring her out here and we open up the cage and she flies out. And she sprinkles her little church dust everywhere. And things just magically happen. What's really cool is when we do Fall Fest, we'll take her over to the field. We'll, now, we've got to keep hold of her. We put like a little, little, little monitoring device on her ankle because, you know, Ridgecrest may try to steal her, you know. So we, we turn her loose out in the field, and she goes around sprinkling her church dust, and inflatables pop up. You know, on Wednesday nights, we let her fly back in the kitchen. 
and boom, food or dessert just magically happened. That, that's, how, that's how we do events here at our churches. We have our, our church fairy. And our church fairy makes all of it possible. Now, those of you who know me know I'm speaking in my native, my native language of sarcasm. We have no church fairy. You are our church fairy. How do we do things? You do them. I do them. As Kay said, we do them together. We are how stuff happens. We are how church works. It's us, y'all. There is no magic. There is no secret. It, it, it's us together. And we see it so beautifully laid out there in the passage. I love this passage. One of the best passages in all the New Testament. The church is growing. The, and you have, you have your two types of folks in the church right there. You have your, your Jews and your Hellenists are your Greeks. And back then, these widows, they couldn't work. A, a, a widow was a specific thing in the life of the church. And there were these church widows who were unable to work, unable to have jobs, unable to take care of themselves. And so the church, they took it as their responsibility to take care of the widows. Well, some of the widows weren't getting enough food. Some of the widows were, were not getting what they needed. And so they, these people come to the apostles and said, hey, listen, our widows, our, our mothers, they are not getting enough to eat. Help. And the, notice what the apostles didn't do. They didn't just say, hey, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. What are you complaining about? They didn't say that. They also didn't say, oh, let us do it. They said, no. All of us have specific calls from God. All of us have specific ways that we can serve. Let's prayerfully consider how we can all do the thing that God has called us to do. And then what happened? They did it. And the church continued to grow. We got a problem in our church right now, y'all. We got too many kids. We do. Like, you know, when the services are broken down to three like we have, you don't really see them all in mass. We got too many kids right now, y'all. We need teachers. We got too many young families coming to our church right now. And we need help in these areas. One of my finance chairs used to, at Asbury used to call that a rich man problem. We're having a lot of rich man problems right now, y'all. We have all these kids, and we need help with them. And it may seem terrifying to say, yeah, I'm going to teach children. We were talking this morning in Sunday school. One of, our, one of the moms had to drop their child off, and she had to stay with the kids for a little bit. And they all kind of flocked to her. And I don't know how many of y'all saw the Jurassic Park movie when Chris Pratt's like with the dinosaurs like that, like that right there. That's basically what it felt like. Whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. No, whoa, hold on. Get, you know, it may seem intimidating. It may seem scary. It may seem like too much. But y'all, here's, here's the thing about serving in the life of the church. Here's the thing. Yes, yes, the church needs you. Let me be clear. In the scripture today, these widows 
If the church had not stepped up to serve, these widows would not have been fed. For the church to be faithful in the mission that it had, the people of this community had to step up. We need you. We need you. We need you in children's ministry. We need you in youth ministry. We need you in the choir. We, we need you. You matter. You are important. There is no church fairy. It's you. It's you. It's you. You make it happen. You are how it happens. You are the motivation. The Holy Spirit empowers us, but you are the, you are the vessel through which God moves. You make it happen. So yes, without a doubt, the church needs you, the children need you, the youth needs you, the choir needs you, Honduras, all these areas, they do. We, there's, a, there's a gift that you have that only you have, that no one else has, that the church and the kingdom of God needs. Yes, without a doubt, y'all, we need you. But it isn't just that we need you. That you need, you need the church. Now listen, um, if you want good diet advice, talk to my wife. Don't talk to me. She's the dietitian. I'm the preacher. You know. But from what little I know, if you're looking to get healthy, you can eat the right foods. Like you can eat all the nasty stuff you're supposed to eat. I mean, I'd live off a diet of sugar and caffeine. I mean, you can eat the stuff you're supposed to eat. But here's the, here's the, here's the fact, y'all, that if all you do is simply eat right, but don't exercise, you'll never fully be healthy. No, I'm not saying you've got to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, lift 1,000 pounds a day. But you need to walk or ride your bike or do something. It is the exercise component that really makes you happy. If all you do is eat right, but don't exercise, you'll never fully physically develop in the way that you'd like to or be fully healthy. So, so it is in the church, y'all. If all we do is consume, but never exercise our faith, we'll never be spiritually healthy. If all we do is come to worship on Sunday, or maybe join a Sunday school. If that's all we do with our faith, if all we do is consume, but never stretch and exercise and serve, then we'll never spiritually be healthy. You heard Kay say this morning from Hank, if you didn't know Hank Winstead, you missed out on meeting a saint. When Hank was in the mully grubs, what did he do? He went and visited the nursing home. He went and served. And this morning, if your, faith, if your faith feels maybe a little underdeveloped, maybe a little malnourished, or maybe not being as strong as you would think it could be, my question is going to be this, is where are you serving? Where are you serving? Where are you giving back? Where are you telling others about Jesus? Where are you living out his love? Because, y'all, if our faith is only a faith that consumes, but never gives, then our faith will forever be underdeveloped. But when we give, y'all, so yes, the church needs you. Without a doubt, the church needs you.
But when we give, y'all, when we find that place and plug in and give and serve, then our faith explodes. Then our faith is fully alive. Then our faith is fully developing. That's what God made us for, y'all. That's what God made us for. God didn't just make us to consume, but God made us to give. God made us to serve. God made us to live in that way, as the great theologian Bob Dylan once said. You got to serve somebody. That's what we're about, y'all. We see in the text today that they raised up these deacons and they served and God blessed the church and God blessed them. So is it in our life, y'all. Yes, yes, the church needs you. There are no church fairies. There's just us. So yes, the church needs you. But friends, you and I, we need the church. And it's in the giving that we receive. In the pardoning, we are pardoned. And as St. Francis said, it's the dying, we are raised to new life. May we be the church. And may we serve. Let's pray.